Hello and welcome to this Liverpool special episode of your Sports Memo podcast. My name is Kavini Mekonka and it's my privilege to have you listen to us on this show wherever you are, on whichever part of the world you might be. I do not take it for granted that um, of all the podcasts available, you've downloaded this or you're streaming this. Thank you. This special Liverpool episode, um, I've got two two Liverpool fans from across the globe. I'm expecting a few more to join us while the recording continues. I've got Binga, who is somewhere in the US. Um, and then Tosi is um, somewhere in Nigeria. I think my memory says that these are first-timers to the port. Winger and Tosi, you're both welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Good morning, sir. Uh, it's a privilege to be here. Right. Tosi, you know your your phone is, your microphone is on mute. So if you said anything we didn't hear. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning, sir. Great to be here. Uh, I think this is about, maybe, I, I think I did a recording once. So this is the first time I'm recording a podcast live with you. Excellent. I think it's right. Um, Binga, I think I'm going to start with you. Um, I do not, I do not buy this um, idea, this this narrative that is going on um, after just three matches that the 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 wheels are probably coming off. The machine of the machine that Jurgen Klopp built over the years. What do you think? Um, yes, thank you very much uh, for having me on this podcast once again. Um, it's a privilege, like I said. Um, well, concerning the question about um, the wheels from Jurgen Klopp, I think um, the, the the problem is we fans are so excited and we have been spoiled by seeing the very, very regular football from the Gaffer. And uh, um, now that we have um, some key players injured, the ones we have are not picking up yet. Mm. Um, just like you said, three weeks ago, we played against one of the best sides in Europe, which is Man City in the Carabao Cup, um, in the um, community, community shoot. Mm. And, and it was a different ball game. So I think um, it's just an early... Early season syndrome, we're going to get back into where we are. Um, I think it's just return. But, you know, we're used to Liverpool playing good football, not losing, always winning, scoring late-minute goals and stuff and stuff like that. So, I, I still have to believe the Gaffa still has um, his magic. It's just the personnel he has right now. Um, and what is making the Liverpool fans worry? Well, um, against... United at Old Trafford. Um, the team that um, started was without um, Matip at the back, without Thiago Alcantara in midfield, without um, maybe maybe we'll say without Jota up front. But I believe that had Nunes not been sent off because of is Andrew Martinez that there's no way Nunes wouldn't have started on that on that um, on Monday. So for that, that's for the game at Old Trafford. But previously against the um, Palace at um, at Anfield, you had Matip was there. You had everybody, and what, what, still there was no flow. What, 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 what if you can say? absence of key players at Old Trafford. What would have been the reason for um, before Nunes is sending off at Palace, against Palace? Yes. Um, uh, I would like to bring you back. Uh, Matip has been injured um, I think for vibe season. We had um, it was a shock to us. We had um, Nat Phillips, DPS, Virgil van Dijk in the Crystal, in the Crystal Palace game. Well, was it by um, Oh yeah, my bad. Yes, yes, it was yes, it yes. was it was um 
and and we complained even that we wanted Joe Gomez. You know, we would have loved Joe Gomez. And if we go back to that game, because I watched it vividly, I could remember that Nat Phillips was the one keeping Wizard onside until it's caught. Mm. And I think in the first half, we couldn't play what we wanted to play because the way the Crystal Palace was set up. But you know, in football, um, three-point matters is not the way you play. Mm. Um, even when um, Nunes left out, we still pressed and pressed. That game for me, I was actually way more impressed with that game than the way I was way more impressed with the um, with the four-arm game. Mm. So I thought we was, we was there. But the fluidity is not there when we don't have Thiago Alcantara in the midfield. He is like the builder, the block. And if we go back to last season, if um, and Thiago plays as a left midfielder and Naby Keita plays as the right midfielder, uh-huh. um, sir, I'm not trying to be funny. Um, the stats are there. We won almost every game we played. You know, Thiago not playing is a big blow. We don't have the creative mind. You know. The media in England has made us think um, Jordan Anderson is the Ronaldinho of England. No, he's not because his input is him recovering the ball and playing side and side and side. Mm. The Thiago's and the Naby unlock defenses with the true balls and stuff. So I think they are missed, but the fluidity is not there. And you could tell also because Virgil van Dijk is still not in the early season form. You could see the way he's defending with his hands in the back always backing up. So, things like this are not working well. Maybe with a new midfielder, you know, we don't know, but I, I believe the team is still coming in, but with the way we are, we cannot keep considering points if we want to be in the forefront of trying to gain points at the end of the season. Sir. Right. So, see, I, I think I heard, um, I heard a start, and I don't think if I've checked it to confirm, I heard a start that by the time Jadon Sancho scored that it was the seventh consecutive Premier League game where Liverpool had considered first from the back end of, from the back end of last season. Yes. Yes. Now, in those other games, they were able to they were able to fight back and not lose, but they lost um, on Monday. And what do you do? You, do you see a problem? at the football club at the moment? There is a lot of problems. And I think people are trying to, uh, fans particularly, trying to be, some fans are trying to be oblivious to it, some fans are trying to be intentional about it. Actually, the record is 10 games on the trot. When you include the uh, semi-final in the Champions League, when you include the final in the Champions League, mm. that's 10 games. When you include um, the... I think the only game where Liverpool didn't go behind towards the end of last season was the semi-final against City in the FA Cup. Most of the last four Premier League games, last three, four Premier League games was go behind and turn things around. It's sort of grown into a pattern. And um, I think it is worrying. If I'm Jürgen Klopp, I'm concerned. If I'm Pep Linders, I'm concerned. If I'm Peter Kravitz, I'm concerned. Mm. At first, it looked very it looked very nice it looked very sexy they're mentality monsters but then when it becomes a pattern you have to be worried and mm. I think that's one thing that you have to talk about the fact that it is now a pattern that you can see first and some of these goals are goals that can be avoided goals from turnovers goals whereby defenders are you're wondering what's going on um, at, at, at give places and point Champions mm. League final but that have done better for that goal 100% um you go back to the game against um, in the Champions League the semi-final against Villarreal um, could have, um, could the defending have been better in that in the position the lead up to the first goal 100% the mm. culprits of the goals are mainly two players as well if we're being honest with ourselves mm. Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dijk they're the two culprits defensively but because they've been so good and um, they've bought a lot of goodwill and people mm, love them. Mm, so obviously, mm, 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 mm. and 100%, I think they've earned it. As footballers, they've earned it. Um, um, I mean, Trent has been absolutely phenomenal. Van Dijk has been absolutely phenomenal. But it just feels for a bit. I mean, I was reading the technical report of uh, UEFA uh, as far as last season's Champions League was concerned. And they said that uh, going into the, last, the second half of the final against Real Madrid, mm. uh, after the 60th, 
Liverpool only had one interception. Real Madrid completed eight. And uh, they played over 60 games. That was the reason why they were jet lagged, you know, and that it was that was what contributed to the defeat. As much as I want to believe that as well, I also sort of think there's been a penchant amongst these players to sort of take some games for granted. And uh, people who sort of maybe um, disagree with some of my my, my positions, yeah. yeah. This feels like as as Arsenal, where. They had the potential to achieve so much. But then, because of Manchester United, under Sir Alex Ferguson, they just failed to punch above. You know, they, they seem unable to get beyond Manchester United. And it just sort of feels that Liverpool are in that position with Manchester City now. It's not coincidence, it's a Manchester side. I just think when you look at, you, know, you, you look at the way Arsenal... And Man United. I mean, we're talking about a period of dominance on Arsenal and United between 1996 and 2004. Mm. How many Premier League titles did Arsenal win then? Three. Oh. Oh, United three. won. Yeah. Three. yeah, three. United won six. And then you look at that span, and it's easy for you to say, ah, yeah, there were the two teams that were dominant. But in reality, it was United that was dominant. Pep Guardiola has done four Premier League titles in five years. And you ask yourself questions about the manner in which Liverpool dropped points. And it's sort of a pattern that has sort of developed gradually, but we've not sort of noticed it. You go back to last season, apart from the Spurs game, where in the second leg, where you could say the referee had a massive influence in the way that game ended. Liverpool were in commanding positions against City twice last season. They did not win. Second leg against Chelsea, 2-0 up. You squander a two-goal lead, 3-2. Tottenham, the first leg, the same scenario. Um, Brentford, the same scenario. And you end up drawing six games. And um, you in the long Listen, wait. I experience has experience has told me a lot of things and I Sir Alex even used to say it and um, I think it was Helino Herrera that also said it. They they say that the max the maximum time a, a team can uh, operate at a top level is three seasons, three consecutive seasons. That after after the third season, the manager either needs to go or he has to break up the team. So, I agree. Do, you, do you think that um, Liverpool, since twenty, I would say from twenty nineteen? That do you think that um, this might just be that that interlude season where um, maybe the manager starts to think, okay, let me let me try and break up, let me try and break up the team and add something new, and then just use this season as okay interlude, whatever we get we get, and then come next season. I, I, I start with a, a completely new team. I want to come up with you, Uncle Sue. I'm, I'm also in that school of thought that I, I, I just often think that it's four years. Um, okay. I think once you have a four year plan, you break up the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, people to forget that Real Madrid, what they're enjoying now, was that core of the team that won the tripleta. By next season, they probably only have maybe two or three players from that team as the core left. Mm. Um, I'm not saying sell everybody. Yeah, I'm of saying course you can't. Ref- you can't even sell everybody. Yeah. So I'm saying refresh the squad. Liverpool's midfield is not what it used to be. I mean, I think one of the reasons why the team were even able to win trophies last season, and, and to be honest with you, um, sir, I, 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 and maybe Binga might disagree with me on this one. I mean, the manner in which we won the two cups last season sort of didn't get me excited like when we won the Champions League and when we won the Premier League mm. we need to shoot out to beat Chelsea twice yep so that means we did not at any time stamp our authority on what Chelsea on, on, on what it should be against Chelsea uh, so we did not sort of there's a mental block for them that Liverpool, yeah, we are going to play a draw and we to go to a penalty shootout Liverpool played Chelsea we got lucky and yeah. didn't win any Yes, we didn't win any. So, I mean, you look at that scenario, I sort of think that, especially with the midfield, I like what Aviliot is doing. 
I like what we have with him as a kid. I like Fabio Carvalho. I like the signing. Good pickup. But I think when you look at the way Liverpool's midfield is constructed, mm-hmm. in fact, the way the Liverpool team in its entirety is constructed, mm. you have some players 30 and above, and then you have under 23s. So you can see that almost seven-year gap. Mm. And you're thinking, if these guys start fumbling, can these are the 23 guys, and they pick up the slack. I think also Jurgen Klopp has sort of um, been hesitant to make decisions. And I, I think it's, it's also some of the reasons that, that, that really... I'm not going to be rash here. I'm not going to try to jump in and jump on the bandwagon and say for the sake of bandwagon take. Uh, I've decided to follow your footsteps and start, you know, tweeting at, at Barcelona to help us preserve Frankie de Jong. There's a, there's a reason why I decided to do that. Uh, in some, on the field, it, it, it wasn't a coincidence that when Liverpool decided to strengthen in some positions on the field, we went on to win the Champions League and the Premier League. Do you do you think do you think the um um the 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 squad needs refreshing? Like Tosin's mentioned Javier Elliott, um even you earlier talked about the influence of Thiago and, um, and Naby Keita, who is hardly ever fit. Um, so, I don't even understand if you can continue yeah. to call him a member of the team. Yes, yes, yes. You, 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 he's, he's right in some, in some of the stuff he just said. And I must, I must appreciate the fact that, you know, I, I see a Liverpool fan who is passionate. But you see, the thing is, um, I still want to go back to 2010 when we had the likes of um, Koncheski, Polisane. You know, we've endured oh a lot. You know, we've endured a lot. We have... Um, we have uh, yes, we have Karigunis. Uh, you know, we have, we have a whole lot of... We have a whole lot of players where... Yeah, you know, it was so, so, so not good. We have Jay Spearing. You know, you could name it, and and then we would stay Liverpool. We went ahead and go um go purchase um um Jovanovic Jova, or whatever his name was, and we were happy Jovan. to get him for yeah Jovan yes. to get him for a free agent. And you could yes. tell a lot of stuff have happened. Now in the in the Jurgen Klopp era, he is a big big gaffer, and I will say it again, a big big gaffer. Mm. You see, the thing is, we used to be successful, and I love it. I love the mentality. Hold on, hold and on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I find this staggering. What do you mean you're used to being successful? What? So from 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 the 2018, mm. and I I will even move it back because I think Jurgen Klopp came in a 2016 or 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And, 2016, and in his fourth season. We played an European League, uh, European Cup final. Yes, you did. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't win it. It was not only the European League. We played the uh, Carabao or the FA Cup. I know we lost on um, PK via um, um, to Man City or the the yeah, the, Pel- mm-hmm. the Pellegrini Man City. Mm-hmm. You see, um, the last man to take us to a final was a club legend before Jurgen Club, which was. Um, Kenny Douglas and we were almost losing that game to Cardiff City before before um, the maestro the man himself Steven Gerrard grabbed the grabbed the game in his neck and said okay let's go to penalty my cousin is not going to see the end of me because his cousin played for the other team but that aside now I I, I, I think this story uh, where he said Man City has dominated the league for four um, has won four out of five I believe in that but the way Liverpool structure is is really, really very, very different. Liverpool is not just a team that slashes the, 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 the book record. And I'll say this again with due respect. The Man City second team will compete for the league. And we all would agree to that. You know, Bernardo Silva is not even starting in Kelvin Phillips came from a lead city team and we're just talking about this season. we talked about last season they were not even starting around him selling 
They have Fernando on the bench. They have Rodrigo sometimes on the bench. They have Laporte on the bench. You know, these names I can call and call and call and call. The, the way the structure is said is different, you know. And there's a, a theory I really do not treat too much. I just read the game and go on with it. If we switch these coaches around, as genius as Pep Guardiola can, I don't think he's going to get anything out of James Milner and um, Jordan Anderson. They're good players. They're good professional, top professional. They look after their body. Mm-hmm. But football is way beyond that. You have to be way smarter. We all knew about Kevin De Bruyne before today. But Kevin De Bruyne gets sharper and sharper and sharper every day. Kevin De Bruyne was in Chelsea. He went to Wolfsburg and he came back a different man. So the thing where we say, oh yeah, you know, they didn't compete. But they were there. This league, for the for even though Man City won it, they would have strode to the league all six times. No, they won in five. They won in four out of five. They would have strode to the league all five times. But he had a competition where two out of those times, he had to win it on the, the last day. It's not used to the way where Manchester United will win it. They'll have a lot of guard of honors before the league even finishes. But they have to wait till the last day. They have to make sure they struggle. They have to make sure they win. I know as a fan, we don't want to see that. But again, Liverpool needs to shake up stuff. Yes. You're right about earlier where we say um, new new fresh ideas, new mm-hmm. voices have to be mm-hmm. You have to always... And Sir Alex, we learned that from Sir Alex. Sir Alex would, make, would bring somebody new and would let somebody old go. We were all surprised. I was still a young boy when he let Vanisteroy go. I was so, so in shock. And I said, wow. Vanisteroy is a big name in the club. But, you know, he has, he has a young Ronaldo who we think was ready to step into. And the likes of the only, uh, the likes of the players he had on the bench, they were contented playing from the bench. But will Vanisteroy be contented playing from the bench? No. So he sold him to Real Madrid. He needed a fresh idea, fresh voice. Because he knows if he left them in the squad. And that's the same thing I think Mikel is doing after I watched um, the All for Nothing from the back. Um, Aubameyang and um, Pepe and Lacazette are of the same crew of guys who talk, who are friends. They would never agree with the coach if something happens to one of them. Look at what he did. He got all three of them out of the club. Aubameyang gone. Lacazette went and he made sure Pepe left on loan. And he said it in his last press conference. We did everything we thought was best for him. And you could tell from um, his documentary from Amazon that he wasn't happy with Pepe. So it's just the thing. You have to get this before. Nabi Keita would never be happy that his feet is not playing. And you have to choose um, uh, James Mina or Jordan Anderson. We all know Jordan Anderson don't have the capability to play to the, to, to, to the skill set Nabi has. But maybe Nabi is fragile, just like Callum Winston of Newcastle, you know? But I, I believe now, he came out yesterday, the coach and said, I thought I was right, but we need a new midfielder. I think it's just a joke. I think they're just trying to buy a time for the transfer window to go and they'll tell us they can't get him. Like Tosin said, he's been he's been using the approach he used in getting um, Eric Ten Hag. But that man is on the 350. That man is on the 350 um, K in Barcelona. I don't think we're paying him that now because if we bring such a caliber of player to come take 350, Virgil Van Dijk is gonna go a hole. Alisson is gonna go a hole. <laughs> it's not something I think they can they can be able to handle. The likes of Chelsea don't have a structure of pain. You know, Man you don't have a structure of pain. Man City don't have a structure of pain. Yes, sir. Do you? Do you do you do you think that um, refreshment is needed? Refreshing of yes. So where yes. Where, where would you refresh? Um, um, yes, and that's a good point. We need a midfielder, and we need we need a supporter for both wings. We don't even have nobody backing up um, Luis Diaz and Mosala at the moment. Let, let's let's be realistic. Avi Elliott and um, Cavallo are good young players, but they're not ready to step into these big shoes. You know, mm. they are not ready, sir. And and we gotta be we gotta be honest with ourselves. 
Um, when we left Sadio Mane, before Sadio Mane left, we, we, we had a lot of, we would say Diego Jota can play there, we could say Arsenal Chamberlain can play there. Mm-hmm. But right now, we don't even have a direct replacement for this team. Say now in the season, Salah or Luis Diaz goes injured, then you're going to have to start thinking and saying, oh, can, can this person play right there? But can they play to perfection? We're still complaining. Now we're still complaining. Until you said this, I didn't. I didn't. It's just as you said this. It it's, it hit me actually. You do not have direct backups for for this for these two. You can. We at, don't. At a stretch, you you might play have Elliot in the manner and the salary role. But who would you who would you have playing for? Uh, Diaz, maybe Jota. They, they, they would say they would say Cavallo played that win ah, with um okay. with a okay. They would say they can put in um Jota. Jota played from that wing with Wolves, but mm. since Jota came to Liverpool, Jota is like a striker. It's like Jota. a flipper. He's like a flipper in Zagi for us. Mm. You know? mm. He's always there at the right time. The positioning is good. His goal scoring hectic has always been good. But let's be let's be honest here. These two young players I just mentioned mm. in Carvalho and Elliot are good players, but they don't have the experience, the the the, the strength, the personnel to control games like these two older guys we just spoke about. You know, they, they don't have it. And this is where it comes to, you know, our transfer policy used to be like when a player when a team goes into relegation. We try to get a player from their team, you know, with a cheaper amount of money. Mm. That's like a backup for us. You know, we had the Shakiri. We picked up Shakiri from Stoke from that year. We picked up uh, Gini Wijnaldum mm-hmm. from Newcastle mm-hmm. from that year. But, you know, when, when we didn't do that last year, I felt some type of way. And I'm like, I don't even know what the plan is. But who would you, you have know, gotten? When came who, who went down? Who went down that you would have uh, gotten? Uh, from from the people that went down, yes. we had um we we had Watford without. We've been an admirer of um, Ismail Assar for oh a very God. long time. That will break my heart. If you know, we if Liverpool get Sar, I'll be really, really you know, mad. <laughs> really we've, we've mad. I know. You know, we've been we've been a play, we've been an admirer of Ismail Assar, mm. and it's so sad they said he wants to go for twenty three or twenty five million to Aston Villa, even though there's a sell on cross on it. And I'm like, that would have been a direct replacement for for um, yes. Sadio Mane. And I, and I said it to um, whenever we host a space on Twitter, and I have a friend there. He's a Manchester United fan and a very very good um, football writer too. And I said, there's a lot of players who Man United when we were talking about Mane, but Ismail Assar went down with Watford. Um, um, and there's a lot of players you can mention. Um, and what's his name? These people went down too. Um, Norwich went down. Yes, there's a player in Todd Cantwell. Yes, Todd Cantwell. He played very well the season before. I don't believe in the in the idea of oh, you buy this player, it's going to affect another player. No, the reason why we're all players is you got to be very, very. You got to be a player that is a utility player. You know, Mm. the same way Thiago can play as a six, he can play as an eight, he can play as a ten. And as a matter of fact, when he was too young, he could play as a first man. So Tokarwell was there. He had a you know, different different personnel of people who went down that you could have bought. And you could even go out of the league to go play. At one point I was playing for Ibrahim Sangaria from PSV yeah. to be bought into the midfield. But because we would never let James Muna go, we need his leadership for him to mentor, we would keep Jones. And don't forget. The replacement for Milner and Anderson in the midfield is Jones. Jones. And Jones is not even, I think he's 22 or something. These things are the problem we're having in the right. I know food. I know I know Man City has folding. But come on now. They have the Bernardo Silva. They have the experienced lad that can come in from the bench and play. So I think we need refreshing and we need it now. Um, Tosi, is when I mentioned. Um, even you said it earlier with regards to the age of the, the age of the, um, those young players. I, I was I was just checking now. Thiago Alan, Thiago is thirty one. Um, so if you ever had a midfield that has um, 
Fabinho, Jordan Henderson, and Thiago. That is that's a very that's a very experienced that's a very experienced midfield. So that refreshing refreshing that midfield becomes actually yes, very um, important. Yes, 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 um, Uncle Sia, and one hundred percent, I agree with you. Um, I think uh, I, I would like to say this for um, a bit of um, uh, just to lend a bit of credence to what Greg um, uh, said much earlier. Um, Sander Berger really did used to intrigue me, the Sheffield United guy, mm. and I wondered why Liverpool tried to pick him up. Um, Cavalier was brilliant for Fulham last season. But I, I also sort of felt, looking at the way Fulham played, I'm not big on English players. But I sort of thought that um, there are two players that have come to Fulham and, and then Wolves that perhaps Liverpool should have looked at. And that was going to Sporting to sign one of either Chihuahua Palinha or Matheus Nunes. And Liverpool didn't go for any of these guys. And they, they would have come to Liverpool in a heartbeat than the other two teams they went to. And I just sort of felt that, you know, I, I had a bit of a question. At the start of the window, Liverpool was very close to signing Ovinian Chouamini. Extremely close. He spoke to Jurgen Klopp. It was pretty obvious what they wanted to do. The club knew that they needed a midfielder. And that was the reason why they went for that guy. And because Chouamini chooses Real Madrid, and they tried to, to speak to Sadio. And I sort of also disagree with the positions that people have taken relative to the Sadio Mane issue that Liverpool didn't want him to stay and all of that. Mm. I think the club tried to the last minute to keep the player, but I think the player just didn't want to stay. And um, he wanted a new challenge. And because he wanted a new challenge, it put the club in a situation whereby now we know Sadio is going, now we have to quickly get a replacement. And the first player that came to mind was Darwin Nunez. So obviously, Matip speaks highly of him. He gave us hell in the two legs against Benfica. And I think he's going to come good regardless of what anybody says. Um, we've seen this before. I mean, all the youth fans Liverpool have had, they've been cursed with some sort of shots. Um, they, they've been quick to anger, aggressive. But they've had the talent and you cannot decry them again. I mean, Luis Alberto Suarez Diaz was absolutely phenomenal. But he was prone to the odd bite here and there. And when he gave us one full season, we know what happened. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I have absolutely no problems with going to sign Luis Diaz but the, um, with, with Darwin Nunez. But the moment you sign Darwin Nunez, I think the next thing you should have done was look at the midfield and say, Nabi is not always far. Uh, there was a start I saw a couple of days ago and it was about Nabi Keita and his availability yes. and the number of injuries that he's had he came to Liverpool. And... Oh dear, I was really afraid about it. And I look at it, I thought, what is going on? Can you play with this many injuries? And he's not played. I mean, last season alone, yes. I, I, he, he missed almost half the season due to injuries. Here is it, 2021-2022. Knee problems, hamstring injury. Before that, ankle injury, ligament injury, hamstring injury. Missed due to COVID. That one, obviously, we know there's nothing you can do about that. It, it, the season Liverpool won the league. Um, he missed hamstring injury, groin injury, angina, groin strain, torn muscle bundle, torn muscle bundle, ill. So, even the season we won the league, he didn't get to play as many games. So, I mean, for me, I just really felt that... I'm, it, where it just, just got to me was, we were playing Man United. A game where our rivals needed to win, we needed to win. This was a game whereby it was do or die. Mm. This was just like in the old days, where this is bad blood, the two teams need to win very badly. And the only thing we could do, Uncle C, was play James Milner and Jordan Anderson in midfield alongside a young Avi Elliott. There was no way, there was no world, I will be honest, where I thought Liverpool were going to win that game. I was speaking to a colleague yesterday and I said, if they play that game 99 times out of 100, started with that same level all 99 times, Liverpool were going to lose all the 99. And he said, oh, but you guys did not play bad. I said, no, it's not a matter of playing bad. 
It's a matter of structure. Yeah. Club has sort of evolved what it was. Liverpool where the, I mean, the team has evolved from being getting pressed to being play with the ball, knock the ball around, break teams down. People will disagree with this, but people have not seen the way Liverpool have evolved. And it's absolutely funny to me. The How, team has evolved. Uh, what is this evolution? Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club. Yes, the what, team has evolved what, from get get press. Uh, okay, we've been, I mean, when I say evolved, I mean from being get get press in your face, eye uh-huh. obtain, eye uh-huh. intensity, uh-huh. Um, make you quickly win the final third and then score. They've evolved to a team where you can allow them, they can allow you as an opponent to sort of play through, and then once they win the ball, they are not winning the ball to quickly go and score. They are winning the ball to humiliate you. Exactly the way City have played, in, the way, exactly the way City played the moment Guardiola got the kind of players he wanted. People didn't see it. People have not paid attention to it. But Trent Alexander-Arnold is no longer... Liverpool are not playing with, you know, you have the structured 4-3-3 mm-hmm. where the fullbacks are so up the pitch and then it's a front five and then you have Van Dijk and the other centre-back, whoever it is, mm-hmm. at the base. And then you have the three midfielders, you have Fabinho dropping in, mm. and then See. you sort of have a 3 2 5 where the midfielders are the one doing all the pressing, suffocating, winning the ball, and press resistance. There's been a bit of evolution where now you have Trent even tucking into the midfield yes. and being a part of the midfield yes. three yes. and playing in that aspect. Yes, I've seen that. And I've noticed you then that have this season. Yes, and then you have a situation whereby. Instead of the wingers going in, the wingers are hugging the touch line. Mm. And then Salah is a bit farther away. Diaz is a bit farther away. And then you have players in the half space, in the middle, the midfielders. So the structure has sort of been designed now to accommodate the genius of Thiago Alcantara. If Thiago doesn't play, we're in trouble. It becomes a problem. Okay. And so uh, when you have that... When you have that kind of scenario, when Thiago doesn't play, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. The question is, who comes in to replace Thiago? And also, sort of, when you have the ball, you have Fabinho at the base. He drops in between the two centre-backs. He gives one centre-back the opportunity to push forward. You have Joe Matip carrying the ball. Uh, when it's not Matip, Konate. Um, against Crystal Palace, we missed that. Phillips can't carry the ball. He's not good with the ball at his feet, obviously. He's not a good carrier of the ball. So, obviously, there's a lot of problems there. Against City, we had Joe Gomez. Gomez is a bit like Van Dijk. They're very similar. So, they don't, they're not very good with carrying the ball forward and trying to penetrate. That's where Liverpool miss Matip. That's where Liverpool miss Konate. Both of them will carry the ball. They will run once they see a bit of space. They drive forward, drive forward, drive forward. And then they try to create a bit of space and, and, and try to put their, their teammates in better positions. Matip did it not once, not twice, not three times last season where it led to a goal directly. So I think you look at the evolution and the way the team is evolved and the way they play as well, it sort of just serves into what you see with the team playing in half spaces, the team being able to break teams down. Liverpool are recording a higher percentage of possession now than they have in any other period in Jurgen Klopp's tenure. Right. So it tells you that the team has evolved. But the team has evolved, you have to have a situation whereby you have the personnel to evolve with it. And that's why I think if you're going to look for a midfielder, I mean, 100% I agree with when he talks about Ibrahim Sangare. I think Sangare fits the bill. Right. Um, hold on, Tosin. I was a bit surprised Liverpool didn't try to pick Kessie up. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on, Tosin. Um, mm-hmm. um, welcome, Kule. Uh, thank you for finally joining us. I, I don't know if you got um, um, the bit that Tosin was saying. Benga in the US and Tosin are united in thinking <coughs> in thinking that... Um, um, the the football club needs um, refreshing in terms of personnel, and they've suggested a few names. First, do you do you agree um, in the the team needing refreshing? And would a name like um, Tillemans Tillemans from um, Leicester would that kind of a name appeal appeal to you? Go ahead. Um, you've got go 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 on. Um, we'll be rounding up by the time you finish. Okay. 
Good morning, everyone. So um, I agree 100% that the team needs refreshing, which the manager has tried to do. But has he done it with the uh, the caliber of people that can sustain or at least maintain or improve what we are now used to as Liverpool supporters and fans? I do not think so. If you look at the people that have come in, um, Avayo is 19. Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey from um, Celts from from Scotland is injured already. He hasn't even played. So, so there's need for something good to be done. Like um, Benga said, I think that you see that we struggle with holding on to the ball, and that's the pure reason that um, 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 what is name that Thiago is out of that. We have built a team to play and function with Thiago at the base or just right behind doing those things that ordinarily we'll be able to be able to do. And um, we I think I think that we, we we need to find someone between now and 30th who can at least deputize in cases like this that we know that okay Thiago is not going to play 38 games. Mm. He probably will play maybe like percent of the games of the season. So when he's not available, who can do something close to what he does for the team? That's the kind of person that we need to find. Telemann, ah, great player, but can he operate at that consistent level? I've not seen him done that even for Leicester. You know, one moment he's up there doing so well, then the next moment he just blanks out. And um, the so- I think that we are suffering because of the successes of the last three, four years. That's why we're so, so much worried about these things happening. Yeah, the team is the team is has to evolve. All the thirty year olds in the team, I don't think that that age is an issue really. But you need to start bringing in people now who will succeed them later, and that's what we're seeing now. That okay, Thiago is not there. So who is that person who can deputize? Definitely not Henderson. Definitely not James Milner. So for the mere fact that those those two that that is. Um, noticeable. Okay, so the day Salah doesn't play very well, is he have Elliot who will replace him? The day that Diaz is injured or is not available, who is that person who can step up? You know, before now we, and then I, I think that letting those three people live at the same time in the same window was rather uh, rash. Mm. Minamino, um, Divock, Ori. And money, letting the children leave at the same time. Let children leave at the, in the same window. Maybe they could have delayed Minamino or Divock till January or something, you know, so that the person who was coming in will be able to be settled in. And I think that today, I'm not expecting us not to beat Bournemouth. We're going to struggle doing it. The two games that have been played, I mean, three games that have been played so far, we've dominated games in terms of possession we held on to the ball but what did he end up doing with the ball that the last balls into that critical place where to get the goals each of those games we've hit the post at least two times each so it's not it's not that the team as it is right now isn't doing what it should do it's just that that thing that extra thing that mm. we are already oh, is missing at the moment and I think that Maybe okay, maybe because, and this for me is probably the worst start to the season for a Liverpool team in the last 20 years. For me, you played three games, nine possible points, and you only had two. Even when we had uh, Mamadou Sako as our defender, we didn't lose. We didn't lose. We, did, we won the first two of one of the first three games of the of, of, of the season. But here we are, we have in quotes the best defender in the world as of today and we have not won any game in three so the evolution is starting hopefully with today's game we will be able to overcome that inertia and be able to kick the season I don't think that the season is lost yet ah, um, ah, ah, come now don't, don't jump the gun um, I want to okay. I want to round <laughs> up with this I want to start with you Tosi um, very quickly um uh, tell me, uh, are you what 
Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to frame this question in such a way that you your answers can be the answers will be brief because of the time. Is there should Liverpool fans be worried um, about Virgil Van Dijk? That's one. Two. Where do you think what was what will represent a successful season for Liverpool Football Club this 2022-2023 season? Quickly, please. Okay. Successful season is winning all, all trophies. At least you, if you don't win all, you win at least three of the trophies on offer. Fifty percent of the trophies on 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 the plate. That's where we can to succeed. That's the norm now. You have to win a trophy. If you don't win a trophy, it's failure. And, and and that's just the reality. I don't care whatever trophy it is. We have to win a trophy this season. If it's not one, two. If it's not two, three. If possible, for me, big success will be all trophies, a clean sweep. This that we've had right. 2021 season this way they picked up 8 points from the first 5 games they went on to win the league um, someone said well it seems like you guys have 8 points from 5 games maybe you're going to win the league so I think that's what we'll, that's the only thing I'm trying to pick out of it but that being said I also think um, every Liverpool fan should be worried about Van Dijk I sort of think he's in that head space whereby he's mentally fatigued so his head cannot carry his body and that's the reason why some things are not clicking to him and I think it's something that started happening since the latter end of last season he's not going people will say yes he's not always been the one to go in for tackles but I think there have been times whereby he's gone into the tackle when he's seen that his partner is not doing well and I think this is a good example the goal that Sancho scored on Monday for the life of me I just cannot understand why he just put his hand behind his back and was doing what he was doing so I think for me you have to be very worried when you're looking at that you look at the defending for the goal Vinicius scored as well he should have stepped out to Fede Valverde as well. Um, there was a time when Lee Van Howe was tempted to bench him and I think they had it. He had to hurt in the Dutch national team and I think he helped him come back. Maybe he and Jürgen need to have something similar but really, you have to be worried about this performance. Thank you. Um, Benga, same questions. Should Liverpool fans be worried about Van Dijk? What to represent a successful season? Yes, a uh, successful season like um, Tosin said is you winning a uh, Win at least a trophy, and when and it, when, I mean, and when we mean at least a trophy, it's not just Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. It has to be something more, more, more good. But we would we would stick with that. You know, winning trophies are, are what big clubs are known for, mm-hmm. regardless of what they. Um, yeah, that is it. Um, with the Venge of Idak situation, I want to say before Monday, I should have said yes. We should be worried, but after Monday, seeing the kind of humiliation. James Smyrna put him through in front of at least over millions of people watching. I believe um, if the coaching staff are very, very smart, they will make sure. There's, there's a compilation of um, Reggio Van Dijk's, um, you know, putting his hand in the back in the game. I think they will make him watch it and I think he should step up. I think the way Klopp is setting up his formation, talking about um, Ari Gotachi, that's my legend. He's making Van Dijk think he's Baresi or he's Maldini. You know, he needs to step out and come play. So I'm not really, I'm not really worried about him. I be like, I feel like he's gonna step up, and he's too used to dramatic. And um, lastly, before before I go off, I think right now, even we getting a Ruben Neves will do. Anybody we get in midfield mm. will do. I don't care who we get. Um, the, uh, one of the stats is Ruben Neves from the start of his career um, has only missed nine games. Yeah, he's super fast, that boy. You know what I'm saying? How anybody would do. I, I don't want to keep relying on a, a 36-year-old James Miller. Neither do I want to keep relying on a 32-year-old Jordan Anderson. You know? Jo- um, Jones can never be those replacements. So anybody right now, more bodies would do. That's just that. Cool. <laughs> that I worry about that like I'm not worried but I'm concerned mm. um, I think that like, I've seen a few comments all over the place about him about for the life like um, Benga said um, sometimes he's done the same thing he did against United and he got away with it it was just obvious we're highlighting this one because of the situation of this current season that we have not won any game right I'm concerned that okay will they be able to get themselves out of the situation maybe if 
the manager sitting out of maybe one game or two games and um, maybe see a psychologist about what he needs to do next. Maybe he will be a bigger critic of himself than all the criticisms that all of us put together put at him. So I think that um, um, he's still a great player. He, 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 he instills confidence in who are around him in there. It's going to be difficult to take him out of any game because of this. Um, so benching him may not even be a, a solution to it. What effect would that have on other players around him yep. if he's not there? Yep. So that's also a concern on his own. So I, I, I hope, fully hope that he's had six days or seven days to no, six days to get right and move on. Of course, he's a professional. What would be a success for this year for me? Uh, this year, the success will be to win the Premier League. Really, um, if you win even the Champions League, win the FA Cup, win the Carabao Cup, okay, it's good to win them. But for me, the success gone gone is winning the Premier League. So that Hello, so that people would not say uh, they spend so so money. Your club is a Kinikon Kinikon because he spent seven years and won only the uh, the Premier League only one. That one. So for me, for for COVID sake, you can keep it. Everybody still plays. Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> so success for you will be the Premier League title. I I I understand that sentiment completely. For me, every season, even at the height of Sir Alex's thing, and he also had that men- mindset. Success is winning the Premier League. Every other thing is secondary. On that note, Benga, thank you so very much for waking up this early um, to join the pod. Thank you, really, really. Uh, thank you from the depth it's of my heart. It's my pleasure, sir. Uh, uh, Tosin, thank you finally for coming on board. And then Kule, you finally found the the, the, um, the you found the link to join eventually. Thank you, guys. I'm very very well, grateful. I- Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much, sir. And you, my my listeners, I thank you also for being a part of this Liverpool special episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. It's been my pleasure presenting and Till I come your way for the next episode. My name is Calvin Mekongoka. Peace out. <laughs>